Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rush Hour podcast hosted by myself, Ahmed Kamal, and Jay Park. And Jay, the second annual NBA play-in tournament is right around the corner. Obviously, we're aware that the NBA introduced the play-in tournament during the bubble. But now this is the first time that it's going to be happening during a quote-unquote regular season. Now that we're out of the bubble. Unfortunately, it, it's not on normal times, just with the pandemic and whatnot. Fans are not occupying or filling out the arenas. But I think this is going to be very, very interesting. So right now, the 7th and 8th with both conferences have been locked, similar with the 9th and 10th. Let's start off with the Western Conference playing tournament. So we got the Los Angeles Lakers against the Golden State Warriors. I'm pretty sure the NBA is definitely excited about that. But they, I personally think they don't want the Lakers to lose. So let's start off with the Lakers and Warriors. And who do you think is going to be coming out victorious within that monster series? That's going to be probably the biggest game for the first month of the playoffs because it's a single elimination, do or die. Because I understand that if you lose that game, then you get another chance to face the winner of the 9 and 10 game. But essentially, this will be a huge story maybe the biggest headline in the last five years in NBA history if the Warriors upset the Lakers. I think everyone is considering that the Lakers are the prohibited favorites for that game. In a single elimination game held in Staples Center in LA, in LeBron's house, with AD and with everybody else fully healthy and ready to go. But for me as an NBA fan and as more of a Curry fan than a LeBron fan, I'm hoping the Warriors pull off a Cinderella story, but that's highly unlikely to happen. Yeah, I personally think that this is going to be very interesting. The Lakers have not been healthy, especially with Dennis Schroeder being out, LeBron James being out for a while, and Anthony Davis being out for a while. And all of a sudden, they just got a single elimination game on their plate. So I obviously got the Lakers in this one, but it's going to be very, very tough, man. It's going to be very tough. But let's move on to the ninth and 10th seed playing against each other, San Antonio Spurs and the Memphis Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies are obviously leading the NBA in playing tournament appearances. I'm not sure if that's a record that they're too excited about, but we remember that exciting series that they had against the Portland Trailblazers in the, bu- in the bubble, and it came down to the wire. So this is going to be very interesting, but who do you have from these two? So I would say between uh, the Spurs and the Grizzlies, I'm going to take Pop. I'm going to take Pop and oh, the Spurs okay. and say that the Spurs are going to win that game. I'm only saying that just because of the sheer ex- amount of experience that that team shares in terms of their playoff chemistry with one another and the coaching staff. I mean, Pop's been doing this for such a long time, and he, he has the track record of, to validate his claims on why you should bank on the Spurs rather than the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, I believe that they have more talent on paper, but after seeing them get basically tossed around by Golden State when it mattered in the fourth quarter, that just kind of shows a lack of maturity, a lack of development, and a lack of trust amongst themselves as players and amongst themselves as coaches. Otherwise, I, I just don't think why you would you you would have been able to crumble like that and fade away with the pressure that was mounting on them as Golden State was making a run in the fourth quarter. They couldn't hold on. They couldn't do anything. That just shows like a team that's not ready yet. Man, I'm going with the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm not sure if you listen to J. Cole's new album, but John Moran got a great <laughs> shout-out. John Moran, um, he said something like, I'm John Moran, I'm on my Grizzly. So I think the Memphis Grizzlies are really, they're they're younger. They have experience within the playing tournament just uh, based off of last year, I guess. This is their second appearance. And I really believe in John Moran. And Jonas Valanciunas has been playing out of his mind uh, defensively and offensively. He's been supplying them with boards left and right. 
So I, I think that the Memphis Grizzlies are going to get the overall edge on this one. Let's move on to the Eastern Conference. The 7th and 8th is going to be the Washington Wizards against the Boston Celtics. And the ninth and 10th is going to be the Charlotte Hornets and the Indiana Pacers. So for the Washington Wizards, they really managed to came, come from the, literally from the bottom. For most of the season, they've been 12th and 11th in the, in the Eastern Conference. But they just within the last game, they, they reached the A seed. And this is going to be very quite interesting. But for the Boston Celtics and the Washington Wizards, I personally am going with the Wizards. You might call me insane. You might call me crazy. But, man, I, I think even even with Bradley Beal having his hamstring issues, just the way that Russell Westbrook has been playing this season, man, especially towards the closing stretch of this this uh, regular season, I think that the Washington Wizards are, are going to win this one. And shout out to Westbrook, too. He just got player of the month. So he's definitely on a roll. So who do you have for this matchup? I also go with uh, Washington on this one because – Washington, they finished the season going in their last, uh, I believe, 23 games, going 17 and 6. 17 wins, 6 losses to close the season. And to be honest, like, I believe that those 6 losses, a lot of them could have been wins because they lost a lot, a lot of close games, like like one possession games, like one point games. Like, it, it came literally down to the wire in several of those games. And that just goes to show that they're peaking at the right time. The Wizards, obviously led by Bradley Beal and Westbrook, and their coaching staff head by Scotty Brooks, like they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And I believe that Bradley Beal and Westbrook, they've gained a lot of confidence with each other and with the rest of the team heading into the playing tournament because going 17 and six to close the season out when that's when everybody wants to play at their best and train the playoffs, that speaks volumes. And like you just pointed out, Westbrook, after the All-Star break, this guy has been on one. Obviously, this is a historic season for him, breaking Oscar Robertson's triple-double all-time record. I believe he wants to cap it off with something more special than that, if possible, by entering the play-in tournament, coming out with either the seventh and eighth seed, and then essentially making some noise in the, in the first round, potentially against either Philadelphia or Brooklyn. But I believe going further than that, I'm willing to say that Washington is going to smack Boston, grab that seventh seed, play Brooklyn, and then I will say that series is not a gimmick. I could see that going seven games. Because surprisingly enough, Washington is one of the few teams that have defeated Brooklyn more than once. And that includes a win on both their home floor and on Brooklyn's home floor. So Washington, I say if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, although I have the Nets winning it all this year, like just watch out because that potential first round is no joke. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure whoever is going to be facing the Washington Wizards in the playoffs is definitely going to be concerned. But let's move on to the final first game day matchup between the Charlotte Hornets and the Indiana Pacers. Who do you have coming out from this this beautiful matchup? Gotta go with Charlotte. Gotta go with Charlotte. I understand that Sabonis might come out and he might play big and give you a triple-double. But Charlotte, even though I know they're on the road and they're a young team... They just have a lot of dogs, you know, just a lot of young guys who are thirsty, who are hungry for some playoff success. And they just want to be relevant. They want to see, you know, what what this team is made of. I understand that they're without Gordon Hayward, who's, you know, their highest paid player. But arguably this season, you could say that the backcourt has done more for that team than their frontcourt, led by Gordon Hayward. I mean, if you look at guys like Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, a.k.a. Scary Terry, and you look at LaMelo Ball, arguably the rookie of the year, that's a lot of talent right there. And they're young legs. So I understand that Indy got Sabonis and they got a pretty, you know, relatively deep team. But on paper and from what I've seen in the previous couple of weeks, I think it's got to go to Charlotte. Oh, you know, I'm probably the biggest LaMelo Ball fan. 
after his father, LeVar Ball. But with this one, Jay, I'm going to have to go with the Indiana Pacers. Oh! I just think, I just think that the Indiana Pacers, with the return of Sabonis, uh, Sabonis, unlike LeBron and AD, he actually got some games under his belt. And he's been looking very comfortable out there. It looks like he's playing the same the same way that he's been playing before the injury. So not only Sabonis, but the supporting cast. So players like McDermott. McDermott's a really solid wing, defensively and offensively. And O'Shea Brissett, the former 905 Toronto Raptors, he's been playing out of his mind, man. I don't know what happened to him, but this guy's been averaging pretty much at 20 and 10 over the last five games. And last but not least, Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert's really been offering some additional support to that team. That team's really solid, man. And I think just when it comes to one game, I think that Indiana Pacers are going to come out victorious with that one. But if this was a longer series, let's say it was a seven-game series, I'd probably go with the, the Charlotte Hornets. But just based off a one-match thing, man, I got to go with the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, uh, I but now, with you, man. But... Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be tough, though, regardless. But now that we got the first match days, let's focus on this, the second days. So for the first one, we both went with the Los Angeles Lakers, we agree. But now the Warriors will get to face the winner of the San Antonio Spurs and the Memphis Grizzlies. And I personally went with the Grizzlies. You went with the San Antonio Spurs. But out of those potential two, facing the Golden State Warriors, who do you think is going to get that AC? I got to go with the Warriors. I got to go with the Warriors. I don't think that Draymond, Steph, Steve Kerr, the young guys that they have, I don't think that they want to go home. I believe that they'll do whatever it takes to win and enter the playoffs into round one facing the Utah Jazz as the eighth seed. Because you think about it, the Warriors, they're at home. They have home court advantage for that game. And they just showed us. Look at what happened on the last day where it could potentially side who goes into the eighth seed between Golden State and Memphis in a game that was that featured Steph Curry not really shooting the ball well to his standards, even though he still had a lot of points. Other players from the Warriors team came out to play. And at the end, what matters most is that they got the W. So if the Warriors played the Grizzlies, I believe that they can get the W again at their home court. And then if the Warriors play the Spurs, I believe the Warriors can still get the W at their home court. Because I just believe that Steph Curry himself, he, he can potentially win you a game against the Grizzlies or against the Spurs. I can't say that against the Lakers because the Lakers are just too deep and they're too, too star heavy compared to what the Warriors have on paper and from what I've seen. So that's why... We had to give it to the Lakers for the previous game, but whoever the Warriors play, either Grizzlies, either Spurs, got to go with Curry and the Warriors. I agree. I'm, I'm definitely going with the Warriors. And we saw LeBron the other day, or it was yesterday actually, where he complimented Steph Curry and he said that he's his MVP. Steph Curry, he's averaging 32 points per game. He's the second oldest uh, player in NBA history right under Michael Jordan to be leading the league in points per game the age of 33. Regardless of either San Antonio or Memphis Grizzlies, I think that the Warriors definitely have this one in the bag. And we got to consider in uh, history and relevancy and just experience in general. The Warriors have been dominating the NBA for the last six years. So I think experience is definitely going to play a huge role in this one. Let's go with the second game day in the Eastern Conference. So we both have the Washington Wizards edging out the Boston Celtics. So now the Boston Celtics are going to be facing either the Charlotte Hornets or the Indiana Pacers. I had the Pacers and I'm going with the I'm sticking with the Pacers just based off the fact that the Boston Celtics, man, they have not been looking too good. Just the way that they've been playing, man. Coach Brad Stevens, he's not looking too good right now. There's been a lot of rumors of him leaving the team at the end of the season and whatnot, but I just think that the Boston Celtics aren't going to be making it to the playoffs this year, especially, man, with the injury of uh, Jalen Brown. That's going to hurt them a lot in the playoffs because we've seen Jalen Brown and what he's been providing with for the Boston Celtics over the, over the years, but them just losing him and not having him for the playing tournament. It's going to be huge. But who do you have for this matchup? So I believe that Boston's going to go home. I believe that they're going to go home. 
um, unless to whoever that they face, uh, to whoever they face, because I believe that either Indy or Charlotte will be able to just play better. And at the end of the day, take that W and go enter the playoffs as the eighth seed and face the Philadelphia 76ers and get swept. Uh, whoever faces the Philadelphia 76ers are going to get swept. I don't care if it's Boston. I don't care if it's Indy. I don't care if it's Charlotte. There's no way that any of those three teams are going to outperform and beat the Philadelphia 76ers, especially with them having home court advantage. There's no way. The reason why I say Boston's going to go home is because just like your iPhone, you never know when that notification notification center is going to go off. Right? Like you never know. Like which which Ken bar are we going to get? Which Jason Tatum <laughs> are we going to get? Which bench is going to show? Which bench players are actually going to show up and play well? We don't know. Are we gonna Are we gonna see a, a sighting of Taco Fall? Are we gonna see Grant Williams? Are we gonna see Robert Williams? Like actually, these guys that are gonna play minutes, but are they gonna play well? We don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. So I would say that you know what? Although Tatum can somewhat be the most consistent player out of the uh, the Celtics organization, even though I would say that's more so Jalen Brown. But without Jalen Brown, it has to be Jason Tatum. Unless Jason Tatum gives you like a nice thirty to forty piece, and Kemba chimes went chimes in with a nice little twenty to thirty piece. I don't see that happening. It's going to be so tough. I, yeah. It's going to be tough. So I would say that whoever comes out from the Indy Charlotte game, that's who's going to be the uh, the eight seed for the Eastern Conference playoffs. Well, all right. There's our predictions for the the second annual playing tournament. Going to be very interesting, man. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm watching pretty much all these games, man. It's going to be it's going to be very interesting to watch. And I believe that the NBA is going to witness the success of the playing tournament. And I, and I think it's here to stay. Do, do you think that this is probably just here for now and it could be abolished soon? Or do you think that it's actually set in stone and we're going to be continuing to see the playing tournament? I think because we saw what the playing tournament scenario did to these teams in the last week of the regular season. So many teams were panicking. So many teams were strategizing and trying to come up with different tactics on saying, OK, well, where do we actually want to land? Which team do we actually want to play against? And how do we avoid certain teams? This all came about because of the play-in scenario. Because in the play-in scenario, we have two amazing stories that are driving the, the, the play-in tournament into staying for a long, long time. And the driving force of that is the Lakers-Warriors game and the, the Wizards-Celtics game. Everybody thought, beginning of the season, no way the Lakers are, are even going to be a team without home court advantage. No way. And even more so, no way are they going to be a playing team. No way. And yet, here they are. And same thing with the Warriors. Everybody thought maybe the Warriors were not even going to be relevant. You know, like Clay's out. Steph is getting old. And there's all these doubters. But yet, here we go. And as we always wanted to see for the last, I don't know how many years, Steph LeBron. Steph LeBron. LeBron has a better team. I mean, they proved that last year, winning it all. So Steph is kind of at a, a hefty disadvantage. But just to start attraction in that one game, it's going to draw a lot of ratings, a lot of audiences, a lot of spectators, and it's going to draw a lot of hype. Same thing out east, Washington versus Boston. Everybody thought, yo, the Wizards, it's not working out with Bradley Beal and Westbrook. Uh, what's going on with Boston? Like, is Tatum and Brown enough for them to actually, like, be relevant? What's going on with Kemba? So many questions. And yet, here they are facing each other. And with the success that the Wizards have, have had lately, like I said, going 17-6 and six in the last 23 games and with Westbrook doing his thing, Beal coming back and doing his thing, he was not even 100% last game, but you could see what value that he has on his team, uh, for his team on the court. It's just sheer excitement. There's just a lot more excitement with this play-in tournament than there was without it. So I think with all those things that I've mentioned, I think it's here to stay. 
I agree, especially even to the last minute, the last day. And we've seen the NBA make sure that all the teams that are have something to fight for, they play at the same time. They, they kind of adapted that from the European soccer style. But I think it's here to stay, man. And um, I've been enjoying it. And I'm sure most of NBA fans are on the same boat. But that's all for today, everyone. Catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys next time.